to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. My message today will take place in Acts chapter 15, 36 to 39. Let's read. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of God to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark, but Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. There's a whole lot in these verses, my friends, but I'm going to focus on two things today. First, let's consider some background information. Paul and Barnabas were the first missionaries, according to Acts 13. After they came back from their first missionary trip, they left for a second one, right here. However, before they left, a disagreement set in over whether a third man, John Mark, should come with them. Paul didn't want him to come because he'd deserted them before. Barnabas did want him to come. The dispute was so heated that they ended up parting company going in two different directions, and Barnabas ended up taking Mark with him. And here's where we begin. I want to focus on Mark today. Mark and Barnabas were cousins. The Bible says so in Colossians 4 verse 10. And this Mark turned out to be a pretty important man. He wrote one of the four Gospels. But there's something else about this Mark that I want to point out today. He was a young man. Back in Acts 12, where his name first comes up, we find him living at home with his mother. Mark was likely a teenager when Jesus got a hold of his life. And here's the important thing to note for us today. Even though Mark was young in years... Jesus still wanted to use him in a powerful way to make a difference in people's lives. Some of you listening today are young in years. Others of you here today listening are young in spiritual years. That is, you have only known Jesus in a life-changing way for a short time, perhaps just some short weeks or months. And a lot of people in your situation think something like, I love the Lord a lot, but I'm still so young, so new at this, that I've got to wait for a while and learn more before I can really start making an impact for God. Friends, I'm here to tell you today that that way of thinking may have some of the world's logic in it, but it's not the logic of God. The truth of the matter is this, as long as you love Jesus and want Him to use you, He will no matter how young you are in years or as a Christian. In fact, in many cases, it's the young people and the new Christians that can be used most by God. Why? Well, it's because of their enthusiasm. Think back in your own life when Jesus changed you. Wasn't it amazing? Wasn't it awesome? Weren't you pumped and excited? I bet many of you had just fallen in love and you wanted to to tell the whole world about it, didn't you? And that's often the sad part about it. Unless you're different from most Christians, that enthusiasm fades often quickly. 
Most Christians learn rather quickly after they get in a church that the excitement you get from tasting the new wine is something that is tolerated for a while but sure isn't proper over the long haul. A sad statistic that I've read is that within nine months of having their lives changed by Jesus, most Christians no longer have any non-Christians that they would call close friends. This means, friends, that for most Christians, the most fruitful time in their lives are the first weeks and months after becoming a believer. Because this is the time when not only is their enthusiasm high, but they still have strong relationships with people who need the Lord. That's why in John chapter 4, when Jesus talks to the Samaritan woman at the well, and he tells her everything about her life, exposes her sin, and changes her life, the first thing she did was go out and tell the people in her town about Jesus. The Bible records that revival broke out in that town because of her testimony. She didn't wait around hemming and hawing until she finished her four-year program at Samaritan Bible College before she started letting God use her. No way. She was young in the Lord, but she made herself available and God used her. When the 12 apostles returned to find Jesus talking with a Samaritan woman, they didn't think it looked good. It wasn't good for Jesus' image. But Jesus rebuked them. In the story of Legion, the Gerasen demoniac, he was set free and Jesus sent him back to his people so that he could immediately witness to them. God's heart, you see, is on expanding the kingdom. Yes, there's a lot to learn. Yes, there's room to grow. But young person, new Christian, don't bury your enthusiasm, your excitement and love for Jesus in the ground until it becomes mature and more socially acceptable. Be assured of this. God has given you that enthusiasm, that passion for Jesus for a reason. To touch other lives that need him. You can be like Mark in Acts 15. You don't have to wait for the world because there's a world waiting that God has prepared for you. And for those of us who have known the Lord for some time now, the word for us today is that God wants us to grow stronger in the Spirit. I want to challenge us today to prove those statistics wrong and beat that national average I talked about earlier. We all know married couples who have as much or even more passion after 40 years of marriage as they did on their wedding day. It can be the same way in our relationship with the Lord. Our young man, Mark, in Acts 15, shows us what God can do with a young person, a new Christian, or a mature believer who has kept the fire for Jesus burning by stoking his spirit with the Holy Spirit. I want to challenge you today to be that type of person. The second truth that these Bible verses can teach us today also centers around the young man, Mark. Even though God began using Mark at an early age, Things didn't go smoothly for this young man at first. In fact, not only was Mark one of the first three missionaries ever, he was also the first deserter missionary ever. In Acts 13, we read how even though Mark had seen God do powerful things on the island of Cyprus, that wasn't enough. Mark still went home. Maybe it was a lack of courage, maybe it was homesickness, but for whatever reason, partway through the trip, Mark left Paul and Barnabas, and as Paul remembers it, 
he went running back home with his tail between his legs. That's why when it came time to go on another missionary trip, Paul said, no way. When Barnabas suggested taking cousin Mark along again. Friends, how many times have you let God down? How many times have you promised God something and failed to deliver? How many times have you started something for the Lord and then quit or lost interest? How many times have you felt defeated? Like you're a failure because God gave you a chance to do something for him, but in your eyes, you just blew it again. You can imagine Mark must have felt all those same things, surely even more. Friends, if you have struggled with these feelings before, perhaps some of you are being plagued with them even right now, then I want to share with you some good news today. Our God is a God of second chances. As long as there is life and breath in our bodies, God delights in picking us up when we've fallen, dusting us off, and giving us another chance to serve Him. The only thing that God requires is a repentant heart with which to work. In our Bible verses today, we see this plan of God in action. Yes, Mark had deserted Barnabas and Paul on their first trip, but that wasn't important to God. That wasn't what God remembered. What God remembered was Mark's repentance after that, which surely must have happened. His pleading with God for another chance. And even though when, Mark looked at, at, when Paul looked at Mark, he saw Mark the deserter, when God looked at Mark, he saw Mark the gospel writer, the companion of Peter, and the helper of Paul. Although the eyes of the flesh, our eyes, other people's eyes, often focus on the mistakes of our past, the eyes of the Spirit focus on the potential of the future. When God looked at Mark, he didn't see what others saw. And when God looks at you, he doesn't see the person that you were, or even the person that you are. Rather, he sees the man or woman that he can make you into. I want to encourage you today by letting you know there is nothing that you've done in your past that will affect the way that God can use you in your future. If you repent of your past sin and ask the Lord to give you another chance, He will give that chance to you. How do I know this? Because God is the Father in the story of the prodigal son, waiting with open arms to give you another inheritance for the one you've wasted. I know that Jesus will give you another chance in your life because even after Peter, Jesus' right-hand man denied even knowing him three times when the pressure got to him. Jesus didn't care about Peter's past failures when all was said and done. He didn't remember Peter's denials. He remembered Peter's tears of repentance. And he didn't see Peter the coward. He saw Peter the bold who would lose his life in the end because he wouldn't deny his Lord. Friend, you may feel like you failed as a parent, as a husband or wife, as a Christian, at school, at work, or with your friends. God's word for you today is this, give those failures to me. Ask me for another chance and watch what I can do with those failures. The biggest failure ever in the eyes of the world was what happened on Good Friday. But look what God turned that failure into three days later. 
He did the same thing in Mark's life, and he can do the same in yours. I am excited about your future and how God will use you in the days ahead. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses his word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.